Hello everybody and welcome to the 67th episode of the Alien vs Predator Galaxy podcast. This is regular host Aaron Percival aka Corporal Hicks and joining me are my usual partners in crime, Rich Top. Hello again everyone. And Xenomorphin. Hey ya. And we're also joined today by a special pain in the ass, uh, sorry, um, special <laughs> guest star. <laughs> Uh, if you uh, if you watch Alien and Predator stuff on YouTube, there's a good chance you're probably quite familiar with him. He's the is it the content manager? Is that is that your title? Sure, something like that. Yeah. Doesn't even know his own job title, guys. <laughs> it's Nick from uh, Hybrid Network. Thanks for joining yes, us today, mate. I'm back. Yes, second appearance on the uh, on the EVP Galaxy podcast. Yeah, it was so hard getting this spot on here, dude. I don't know. He keeps fucking us about, so offer him <laughs> slots, and he's like, no, I can't do that, I can't do that. Fucking celebrities, man. I know. Anyway, before it turns into uh, Nick trolling the fuck out of um, of me and me slagging him off for his laziness, shall we actually talk, <laughs> um, see what we're going to be talking about? So, obviously, given the timing of this uh, episode, we're going to be talking about all the, the Predator activity. Um, that's going to include the trailer, the teaser trailer that's just come out. Um, the fan enraging synopsis that also came out and all the set reports that have me now ready to just reach over and give Shane Black a big hug and just say get on with it I trust you completely but before we do before we do start talking Predator I just wanted to try something just to see how you guys like it how the listeners like it and how we like it and that's just a brief little segment before the main conversation, just to see what we've been up to recently. You know, get to know us outside of the topic at hand, um, get to know us outside Alien and Predator. If if anybody has anything like that to talk about, I don't this time. So, no, dude, this is all I live and breathe. <laughs> Alien. <laughs> so I'm gonna leave Nick till towards the end because he's a giant bell end. Um, <laughs> so Rich Top, what what you been up to recently, man? Well, I am working on my BFA at uh, Utah Valley University in photography. Um, I did want to go into concept art for a while. I was doing drawing and painting, but um, some years ago I switched to photography, and I feel like that's been more of a natural fit for me. So that's really what I've been working on, and and, um, I do like devoting time to the site as well and, and writing articles and Working on YouTube videos lately. Summer's nice because I do feel like I have a little more time. I've I've done some summer semesters, but usually I try and reserve summers to work on uh, more personal things. And uh, my photography business as well is something I'm uh, kind of transitioning between student and actual photographer now. So uh, I like to travel a lot in the summer as well. I'm going to L.A. next month for E3 for my second time, which I am excited about. And try Alien Descent. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was only going to be there until May, but apparently it's going to be there through June, so I'm going to see if I can't reserve myself a time and give that a shot. Cool. Uh, Xenomorphin, what have you been up to? Any Anything of interest? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> uh, you've been, oh, you've been doing know. some CG art, haven't um, you? Yeah, I'm still working on that alien thing and also an alien Hellraiser crossover short comic thing. Um, I've been, yeah, into, I've been learning how to do like smashed glass techniques with that recently. So, um, but like photorealistic versions of it. Um, I don't know. Um, what else have I been didn't up you to? you start doing your acting classes again? Yeah, we're doing a, it's this Swiss 
playing German that's been adapted for English, except we are just improving our own scenes based on it. So it's a really weird short play. Um, I think it's called The Visit. But it's like from back in the 50s or 60s. Um, that's in Churchill Theatre, if anyone's around Bromley, which I doubt, but that'll be <laughs> in the next one or two months. I think it's up on their um, website. What am I doing in my personal time? Um, oh, I'm, I'm in mourning because Ash vs. Evil Dead has been cancelled, which was a great show. That's beautifully performed and well-written. I love that show. Well, everything's getting cancelled. The yeah, it is, but at least it well, got Brooklyn Nine-Nine nearly got cancelled. I was ready to flip the fucking table when that news came out. The Expanse already has 70, 75,000 signatures to save it, so hopefully Amazon will take notice. Mm. Or Netflix. I think I think Netflix already passed it up, but rumor is Amazon might be interested. Fair enough. I hope that gets picked up. That's like one of the best... Well, it's not like there's a many um, sci-fi shows out at the minute, is there? Uh, there's actually quite a bit. I mean, Westworld, Altered Carbon. Um, yeah, but that's done. It's gone. Is, it, is that done? Altered Carbon is, yeah. I thought it was undecided if that was getting second season or not. See nothing. <laughs> uh, Lost in Space, that just got renewed. It's all Netflix stuff. Uh, well, taking over the world. The streaming side of things. Not a subscriber. <laughs> Can't get access. You sure? Can't afford it, dude. I will say I've started reading um, Warhammer Fantasy thing, um, the Von Karstein trilogy. It's anyone who's interested in like vampires crossed with the fantasy world thing. It is a very good trilogy. I've just got into that. Are there any books you guys have started reading of interest to our reader um, listenership? Maybe I'll have something to throw up, but um, I'll go last. So, Nick, what what you been up to? Anything you want to throw up? I guess not really much, too. Yeah, just, uh, last thing I did was, like, go see Deadpool a couple days ago. And the then... sequel, I'm guessing. Yes. <laughs> was, was it good? No. <laughs> what? I've, I've, uh, I've seen loads of praise for it. It was, it reminded me of, uh, Kingsman 2. Kingsman um, 2 was fun. No. Oh, just wasn't was up, just wasn't up to par with the first, huh? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was, I guess I can't say I'm disappointed because I don't really have expectations for it. But uh, just yeah, it wasn't that good. Uh, but besides that, I guess I'm also looking forward to going to E3 uh, for my first time this year. So hopefully, I'll run into Rich Top or something. So plenty of gaming content coming up for Hybrid Network. Possibly. We'll be seeing if we can't get any little morsels of information about the upcoming Alien game. Fingers crossed. Yes. Well, on my end, it has been a lot of AVP stuff lately. Uh, I'm rereading Aliens Sea of Sorrows prior to listening mm-hmm. to the audio drama. I fucking I love the audio drama so much, but I just wanted to refresh on the original before I jumped into the uh, the new one. But I have no doubt it's going to be amazing because the last two were. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll have seen I've been doing a lot of the the board game. The, the miniatures AVP game as well lately, so painting them up and playing a lot of that with uh, with my buddy Chevy. Otherwise, just plodding through normal life, getting some content done, posting news. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so that's what we've been up to lately. And we've been watching Predator Trailer. Yes. More yes, than once. <laughs> because that's our job. Yes. Um, We're late to the party. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah, well, you know, it came out while I was in the middle of another podcast. 
and it took us ages to do this. Get this booked in. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a next night affair like we did for Alien Covenant, which is mm. okay. So before we do talk the trailer, I just wanted to ask you all how you were feeling about the film prior to this, you know, nice surge of activity. I mean, when when we did the Covenant trailer, I think we we're all pretty pretty buzzing and pretty excited, waiting for it, and you know, we did it straight away. But I. I didn't really feel massively excited for this up until this point. You know, there's been a huge gap in in news, in interviews, in in official releases, and I think there's we've all been sort of stewing in. At least I have. I've been stewing in this leaked information from a script that wasn't even supposed to be out there. I hate that the leaks, the script leaked because it's so old, and the specifics of it weren't guaranteed to be representative of the final product. I mean, I know we can see in the trailer that the broad strokes are very much still there, but without seeing the proper execution, it's unfair to judge it. But we've all been winding ourselves up and getting so negative about this film. And I was sort of like fed up and I was ready for them to release this content and actually show us something. So what about you, you guys? I'm kind of, in agreement with you there, I, I was concerned um, because, yeah, elements of the script I thought, you know, I was a little concerned about. And also, didn't the um, the script for the last Predator movie leaked beforehand as well? Uh-huh. And it was yeah. kind of the same deal. We were we were concerned about some elements of that. But uh, enough had changed that both you and I eventually liked Predators when it I, came I out. I love Predators. What? I love it. It gets too much stick as far as I'm concerned. Uh, There's not a single Predator film other than the AVPs that I dislike. One, two, and three. But the AVPs are great, though. Exactly. (laughs) Only to the genuinely tasteless. (laughs) Everyone said that this new trailer looked like Requiem. That's a little bollocks. It did have a couple... Well, okay, the Predator ship ship crashing was kind of similar. But yeah, just to kind of go back to my expectations, I was I was worried that this script was just kind of going to be all over the place, and they had the reshoots, which was concerning. The film had been delayed twice. Um, there was rumors that, that that there was too much humor, and it kind of went overboard with that. So I I didn't really know what to expect, and and the teaser people had been like waiting and waiting and waiting for the teaser trailer because this movie shot last March. We've known about this film for. Three, three years, four years now. Four years, yeah. Yeah, five so years. Maybe. People were ready for the marketing to start, I would say. And um, although the teaser trailer itself, I think, could have been done a little better, it did alleviate my concerns a little bit. And and I will say that I'm I'm more excited now, not just based on the teaser, but based on a lot of the set reports and interviews that I've I've been reading of of journalists that that got to go out there to the set and interview the cast and interview the special effects guys and and the director Shane Black and I know Aaron there was a specific interview with Shane Black you read that really boosted your confidence in the mm-hmm. um in the film yeah and it was right. the same way with me I was honestly like I get hung up on the um the lore shit a bit I guess I don't like when they go back and try and retcon things and so I I made a post about that on Twitter and I was surprised Shane Black actually responded saying that um, the the whole DNA hybridization thing was not going to be some. Well, let, let's not get into it too. Okay, too I'll save that I mean, for we'll... later. But but I'll just say that that his response alleviated my 
concerns that that this would go too far in terms of uh, damaging established yeah. lore. It's the it's more limit. The thing you are concerned about is more limited in scope than you feared. Right. So what what about you, Xenomorph, and how were you feeling before the trailer? Like the rest of you, I've heard some things about it which make me cautious and concerned about how this will be. However, I have been keeping in mind all through this, that's how I felt about Predators, especially when they said that, yeah, we're going to base this on the Robert Rodriguez scripts and... um for those who um, listened to our podcast about that, it was the most ridiculously absurd thing ever. And when you actually saw the finished product, it was so radically different. It seemed to have virtually nothing in common with it. I was pleasantly surprised with Predators. wasn't a masterpiece. It, you know, it, it has its flaws, but I liked it. It was fun. It was entertaining. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping that's how I'll feel about this. But with that said, I've not been as on the edge of my seat as a lot of people had, because I know that it's ever since probably uh, maybe Requiem, I don't know. Soon as these things hit, the fandom is going to inevitably splinter. Some people are going to be bitching about it. Some people could be saying, oh, you gave us too many story details. Enjoy the calm before the storm. <laughs> <laughs> that's my mentality now it's come here i don't know my, my mind is kind of like similar now i'm not i need to see this it's just for me at the moment it's just like it's interesting that shane black is involved but before the trailer here i wasn't really i have got to see this um I'm not going to say too much. My my response is about the trailer itself, but kind of like my my as of now, I'm I've still got that feeling. I'm I'm going to wait until it hits. I can't. I'm not going to make any emotional judgments about, it, especially because of Predators. I I felt very, you know, it, Predators had all sorts of red flags, but then it came along, and I you know I liked it. But um, I that's why I guess. My, you know, my, my, um, what would you call it? Like my, you know, the, the bar it has set, my expectations, they are very low on purpose. I, I felt, you know, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst because of all the negative stuff that's come out. However, I will say that the interviews and articles have had a more positive effect on me in terms of anticipation because they've been, you know, setting, saying the right things, saying these are the problems with the other sequels. This is what we're hoping to rectify. But also there's a part of my mind that goes, that's what happened with Terminator Genesis. <laughs> so I, I can't say I've got hype. I, I haven't got anticipation. I, I still kind of haven't. Yeah, I always thought Genesis yeah, I, looked terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, the, the visuals for it, when you, they just did that first teaser stuff, you know, it's, I, I will say with this, this, um, one we've seen, it's only a preliminary thing. I'm sure they're going to give a bigger trailer, a bigger commercial for it in later on. But, um, the one thing I will say about it, it does look like money has been spent on it. If you, if you say nothing about it, it does look like it's a film with a budget. 
maybe not like Marvel sized budget, but it definitely looks like money has been spent on it. So visually, it's it looks nice. Okay, so um, Nick, how about you? How were you feeling before the trailer hit? So before the trailer, I was kind of mixed on it. I didn't want to like hate it outright because it's like at the same time you want these movies to succeed, you don't want them to like fail. Uh, but it did have so much like negative press surrounding it. Like the whole, we heard about the test screening stuff, and then the trailer got like delayed forever, and it just felt like there was this kind of weird like bait and switch with like the marketing that like never came to start, you know. And then it's like it almost reminded me of Solo in a way, where it's like we heard all this drama behind the scenes, then they kind of hid the movie until like a couple months before it came out. So it, it kind of similar to that for me, but. I mean, I was still going to give it a chance when it came out, so, yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's get into the trailer, then. Let's let's actually break down generally what happened. I mean, it's not a massive trailer. It was it was a teaser. Mm. It was a minute and 40 seconds, something like that. So there's not a great deal in there. And half of that is spent on a kid opening a box. So. <laughs> and we start start on Halloween, so not Christmas this time. Which uh, Black deliberately did. Now that he's realised that people have noticed he's doing it. So let let let's talk that let's talk that opening scene then. So it starts with Jacob Tremblay's um what's his name? Rory. Rory, that's it. That's R- right. Rory yeah. McKenna opening a parcel, taking out a predator gauntlet, and opening a trap or something on it, and finding a piece a device, and seemingly piloting a predator ship with it. Now, what a complete drop of the ball and misleading opening for this trailer. Now, let's be honest, the the, the fan base is, like Alien, it, it's split on what specifically <laughs> appeals about the films. Yeah. So, I think for those fans who it is, it is a big macho film. The hardcore fans. In quotation marks, true fans. Um, for those who... Ooh, it's just Arnie's. It's just Arnie's big muscles, oiled up muscles, and <laughs> guns blazing away. I do not think they could have picked a worse opening for this trailer than than that. And especially with the synopsis as well. I think the synopsis was purposely worded to trigger people, um, to trigger fans like that. I mean, let's just read that briefly. Oh, please reread it. Yeah. <laughs> It's great. We haven't we haven't done a podcast on that. You know what? It's been about two years since we've done a podcast on the Predator specifically. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that shows how long it's been since there's really been anything worthwhile to talk about. Um, so, the arse end of April, Alien Day. Actually, when Fox was showcasing the teaser trailer at CinemaCon, they released the first official synopsis, and it is as follows. From the outer reaches of space to the small town streets of suburbia, the hunt comes home in, home in Shane Black's explosive reinvention, another word that triggers fans, of the Predator series. Now the universe must, most lethal hunters are stronger, smarter, and deadlier than ever before, having genetically upgraded themselves with DNA from other species. When a young boy accidentally triggers their return to Earth, only a ragtag crew of ex-soldiers and a disgruntled science teacher can prevent the end of the human race. I really liked the last bit of that. I love it. <laughs> a disgruntled science teacher. It sounds like a parody. It does sound like a comedy. Mm. It's like they purposely <laughs> did that to piss 
to piss those fans off. I mean, it, it purposely picks on the suburb, uh, the suburbia, which was something that a lot of people got triggered over. And Shane Black repeatedly was like, yeah, some of it takes place in suburbia, but it is not where the film takes place completely. Stop mm-hmm. focusing on that. I think people had memories of AVPR with the whole suburbia thing. I think it just missed the words zany and misadventures, and it would have just been romantic comedy. <laughs> You're just prepared for it. You know what? I read that, and I was like, oh, boy, it's not going to go over well. No, and it didn't. <laughs> it See, really that, didn't. That's the thing. Those were the elements of the script that I had heard were downplayed. Um, and so that they would feature them so prominently right there in the synopsis, that was a big concern before I saw the trailers. Like, so what really happened with those reshoots? Like, are they, are they up playing this instead of downplaying this? Like, so I don't know. It, it wasn't the best synopsis in my opinion. If, if you're not trying to infuriate a, a portion of the fan base. So, so what about the opening of the trailer then? Do you think that was a good, <laughs> a good way to open this much anticipated trailer? See, I don't know. I mean, first of all, we know from our sources that that what it's implying in the trailer with the kid uh, unintentionally crashing the Predator ship is just kind of deceptive editing there Mm -hmm. and that the ship likely crashes uh, for other reasons later on in the story. And when when he's playing with the thing, it's actually just um, a beacon that calls the Predators there. So um, that kind of harkens back to Predators where they had all the the laser sights on Royce and it's like, come on guys, like let's not do the deceptive trailer stuff here. So I do think that could have been handled a, a little bit better. I didn't have a problem with it opening with a kid uh, from, from all I've seen. Jacob Tremblay seems like a capable child actor. So people that are going, Oh, I hate the fact that there's a kid in this movie. It's like there was a kid in aliens and, and she was great. So I don't think we need to worry about that. And I think it's, it's worth pointing out that it's it's a staple for Shane Black as well. You know, he he takes like we were talking about before we were recording. You know, he takes kids and puts them in adult films, adult situations in the films. <laughs> and Nick Nick's chuckling over that something that was specifically weird. pointed out. So what what about you, Nick? How did you feel? That trailer was not great, to put it lightly. Uh, yeah, it didn't really have anything kind of going for it. Like, well, I get. Well, teaser, think you more say. specifically o- opening it like that. Oh, the opening? I thought like it was a big waste of time because, like I said, it takes up almost half the trailer or the teaser, or whatever, like the whole runtime. And plus, the kid has been that one element too that people always hate, like when they talk about the movie. So it's like, why are you focusing so much on the kid this whole trailer? Mm. So I don't like that too much. Not long after the trailer came out, a, a fan called Kaiju Ninja tweeted us to share his his, his re-edit of um, of the trailer, and it was not an extensive re-edit. He pretty much just trimmed that opening sequence with the kid, um, put in some of the original Predator sound effects, and the teaser was so much better for it. Mm-hmm. How did you get? How, how did you feel about that Xenomorphin? Um, well, I will say before that segment of it, there's actually like a teaser to the teaser where it was like a, it was like a little Battlestar Galacta type. Everybody does Um, that these days. Yeah. I think they should have removed that and gone. See, the thing is we're, we're thinking of it from um, the perspective of a Predator fan. These 
especially these initial teaser things, they are aimed at general audiences. So I think from that perspective, I I can see what they were going for. They were going for like, you know, they're setting it up. It's a gentle scene. It's, you know, ha- just before Halloween, kids going to parties. Then there's one. He's got a package. He opens it. There's a little, there's a strange alien looking thing. He opens it up. That leads you to the ship, you know, and it, it's, it's a step up, step up, step up, step up thing. Um, from a predator fan's point of view, quite honestly, I think they're thinking in terms of, well, those guys are going to see it anyway. So from a general audience member's point of view, I think it works, but having seen the alternative cut, which basically does away with the you know the child opening the box and you know I, I don't have anything wrong to say about that performance that the kid's doing what he's told it it's fine on its own but without that on it it actually does work as a better trailer um it doesn't make the trailer a great trailer but it is definitely a case where less is more i did i do think it works better without the opening of the box and the ship crashing uh, so after that very controversial uh, footage uh, of the kid, we get the interrogation clip and a few bits of flashbacks to um, to to McKenna's uh, mission, where he apparently finds the uh, you know finds the predator. And I think this is really the only part of the trailer where we even get hints of of humour. You know, Shane Black is very well known for his zany humor and um his snark and snarky dialogue um but it's it, it's it's so little there's there's nothing of of shane black really in this trailer i did enjoy i did enjoy the the, the little bits we got you know I, I enjoyed mckenna's responses to um to the interrogator and towards the end when he's when he's doing the um we're assassins aren't we supposed to be dangerous kind of thing and from what we've got back from the test screenings, it does seem like the uh, the humour angle is going to be something that's going to make or break the film for a lot of people because apparently Predator's never ever been funny and uh, we, can't, we can't have humour in it. I, I thought that was the yeah, impression Predator I got. Predator 2. Yeah, that, that's, that's different apparently. No, they had people doing cocaine in the streets and stuff. He's <laughs> being sarcastic. Yeah. Does, 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 does that not translate with the, with the British? so um talk to me then guys humor in predator um in the trailer in in predator overall how are we feeling all right go for it nick i like the humor um i really want to see what they're gonna do with it because i mean shane black's movies it's not like that kind of over the top humor it's more like uh subtle stuff and yeah like really smart writing and whatnot i mean he wrote uh, the first movie too, to an extent, right? So. Oh, that's a that's a misconception. He it was some, rumored some he things. was brought on for rewrites if needed. Yeah, but he 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 pretty much said, "Fuck that, I'm coming on here to <laughs> act." Um, although, did he do his jokes? Yeah. I think he might have done the jokes. Maybe. I think those were ad libbed. Yeah. Yeah, but I liked all the humor or, stuff. Or I don't know why. Improvised. Would... Yeah, I don't know why the humor. I don't know why humor in a Predator movie would split the fan base. So. It just seems to be something that people are really... It's one of those things that people are focusing on and whinging about. I mean, I guess you don't want it to be over the top, but The Predator was funny. You know, I mean, granted, it was 80s cheese, and if you tried to do that nowadays, you would not get away with it. But, 
at the time that was you know it was pretty typical of that that kind of thing and yes yes the film does set itself up to then subvert what you think it's going to be but it's it doesn't change the fact that it, it was funny you know the the stuff later on in the film was funny you know the the, the one-liners and everything and the quotes so yeah i don't know where this this aversion to it's coming from i don't think um people have too much of a problem with humor being in a predator film i mean that's always been there in all three predator movies i think it was just the rumors of the amount of humor like there were some reports coming out from that initial test screening that people were saying well this is this is more of a comedy like just a straight up comedy than than it is an action or a horror film and so i think that did have some people concerned and and it was rumored that's what some of the reshoot uh reshoots were about was to give it a little bit more of a horror tone in the third act so i i I mean does predator belong in a uh does humor belong in a predator film obviously it does I think it just came down to the rumors of how much humor would be there and if the humor was going to be distracting from the overall uh, feel of a Predator film. Yeah, I, I think distracting is the key word because I've heard from at least a couple of sources describing this as more campy than Predator 2. Now, one of my one of my problems with Predator 2 is... Not that it's got comedy in it, but the humour is often inappropriate. Like, for example, when you have the the Predator using its medical kit and Danny Glover's character sort of conquering his fear of heights. And it's an otherwise very serious tone, and it's really well done. But it's interspersed with that little old lady coming out and, like, the, the cheesy um, game show music. And then, you know... All through that, and right at the end, it culminates with the thing kicking the shit out of the wall and going through. And, he, and she turns to Harrigan and she says, I don't think he gives a shit. That's inappropriate. <laughs> I can't detracts. believe you don't like that. Because <laughs> it detracts from what could have otherwise been really well done as serious tone. I think it would have been much better without that segment. That's so 90s, though. <laughs> yeah, I but will that's say... the problem with it. Now, if this film has that kind of level or, or worse of inappropriate humour... Yeah, but this is the problem. If it does, then yeah, that's going to be a problem. If it's of the level where, say... Now, some people might not remember it, but there was a, a David Duchovny film... I think it was back in the 90s called Evolution. Oh, yeah. Now, that what that is an actually a really good film, and it's got actually some horrific moments in it, but it is a comedy. Now, if you have that level of comedy in this, that's going to be, as Rich Top said, it's going to be a distraction, and it's going to be feel inappropriate to what a Predator film should be. If, on the other hand, it's just that sort of like camaraderie humour that you had in the original film, and I think part of the original film, it works so well because, you know, it's just soldiers being soldiers and, they, you know, they're, they're, they're giving out sex jokes and that. But when the shit hits the fan, when they need to be serious, they get down to business. And uh, there's a certain part in it where the tone definitely shifts and they are not making jokes anymore and they are treating the situation they are in with the seriousness it deserves. That's what a predator film needs to be. But if this is going to start feeling campy, and if it's going to start feeling like a Marvel superhero film, 
And one of the things that Shane Black said, he, you know, he wants it to feel like a Marvel film. If he wants it to feel like a tentpole blockbuster thing. If they're trying to use humour to give it that kind of time, I think it's going to harm the film. But it's it's going to be a judgment call as to how much humour and when the humour hits. If it's just at those, you know, those moments where it's appropriate, great. I've got no problem with that because... As we said, you know, Predator used it. It, it worked. It used it when it should use it. But if it's just, you know, winking at the screen and wise cracks here and there when someone's just got their head blown off, at, yeah, I'm going to walk out of that. And even if it might feel satisfying action-wise, I'm still going to feel, oh, that's not what a Predator film should be. So I can definitely feel that in the fandom there is that that their unease with is. Fox looking at this and trying to make it something that a Predator film just isn't going to work as. I, I do agree with you, but I will say that I feel there's a little more room for fun in the Predator movies than than there might be in the Alien films. Mm. I I think just naturally, even since the first movie, like the one-liners and all that, yeah, there's there's a balance there, and and you don't want to go into camp territory. But I think the Predator movies, it's it's easier to have a little more fun with the stories than than it might be with an Alien film. Oh yeah, for sure. And and you still have that division from um, from Aliens as well. You know, some people don't like because that's that's mm. eight, that's very eighties in you know and how that they they handle the humor and the the one liners in that. Well, even in Alien, you had Parker making jokes with Brett and that. I mean, humor is totally acceptable in a film. It's all about timing. Okay, let's let's not think of it as as an as a predator film then, um, with the concerns here. So we were talking about it off camp off air off air, um, with Shane Black films that we've we've seen in the past. Now, having I'm gonna ask you this question, Xenomorphin. Having seen his other films Some of them. Yeah. Having seen <laughs> we we've all only seen a few with a few throughout. Um, yeah. but having seen his other films and this is a guy who's really well known for um, his his use of comedy in his films. Do you feel that the films you've seen that he's done, he was inappropriate with his humour? Well, no, but I mean, they were they, they were their own original production, so that they were setting the precedent. In here, it's this is people. I think the fandom is worried about how much a, de- a departure this will be as a sequel to what's gone before if you watch the first lethal weapon or you watch the you know long kiss good night that's the first so whatever they do it's that's the tone um I, in terms of as a yeah ignore that mentality as just... as a writer would he be i i think there's a good chance with it being shane black it will be handled right and do you think how he handled those other films that sort of um if he did it in the same style yeah, well, uh, how he handled, how he balanced it. Do you do you think he has shown the restraint in in his other films to be able to handle it properly with the Predator? See, I don't know. I mean, he's never done like a horror sci-fi. <laughs> it's it's not really. He's his style has always been for that sort of not a wink wink comedy, but I mean, I don't. Would Lethal Weapon humor work as a Predator? I, I don't know. Well, I think it, a lot of his more successful films have been original ideas of, of his, and, and he does have a history of working with Fred Decker as well. Isn't that right? I think mm. he's only done um, The Monster Squad with Fred Decker. Okay. 
But so let's say Iron Man three is going to be the one that that people focus on, which is there you go, yeah. they they mentioned it in the trailer. They <laughs> say from the director of Iron Man three, which some people were saying that might have not been the best thing to yeah. say there. But but let's say that that was his main film that had a big fan following beforehand in which he was directing a sequel to it. And it, it was a pretty divisive movie. I haven't seen it myself. You'd think it was a divisive movie. I, I got into this argument earlier, actually, was it, it seems to me, as is always the case on the internet these days, is that it's the vocal minority who seem to give the impression that they speak for the majority. You check out, mm-hmm. and I know they're not always massively reliable, but if you check out the um, aggregator sites, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, you'll find they're in the sevens uh, for audience score. I think it was in the eighties for critic score. So, and it made a mil a uh, billion dollars. So, I don't think it was as big a failure as some people would have you believe. Which is why I oh, think yeah. they specifically chose that one for the trailer as well. You know, that is his biggest film, and it was more liked than I guess the fans would have you think. Money wise, it was really successful, and and I'm sure if I was to watch it, because I'm not, you know, I mean, I like Marvel movies, but I'm not a, a huge fan or anything. I'm sure I'd probably enjoy it, but but the problems I heard most people had with it were the Iron Man lore elements, were things they they took from the comics and just totally changed for the film that didn't sit well with some fans. Even then, that's so. The the big issue with Iron Man three was that the Mandarin wasn't the Mandarin, and it has been. You know they have they have dealt with it. They've said you know he wasn't the Mandarin. The Mandarin still exists out there in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's not like he can threw it away. I think the problem with that is that on within the context of the film that that was something you only knew if you'd read interviews and stuff. If you went by the film, I don't thing, think it was mentioned thing. in the film. What, like an extra or something? Yeah, but even then, with with Marvel, you know that there's more than just the film. You do not yeah, go the film. but as most people, in terms of just watching the film, you would... But, I mean, my but problem with Iron Man... It's the fans that complain about that, and the fans yeah. are going to be the people that, yeah. um, like us, will obsessively watch the extra footage. Yeah, me personally, I'm not a pre-existing ma- Marvel f- um, fan, so for me, I didn't care about that. I cared about, you know, was it a satisfying film? To me, Iron Man three was an underwhelming film. So just as a general, I'm, I'm not looking at that in terms of, oh, I wish they'd done the Mandarin thing. But I mean, I liked what they actually did with that Mandarin subplot in there, but as a film as a whole, it didn't satisfy me entertainment wise. However, in terms of back to the the trailer, if they keep the human level to the level it is in the trailer, I think that actually works. I think a lot of fans are, are one worrying from reports and stuff about is it going to go over in excess of that. Mm. If it does, if it just keeps it to the level it's, it's in the trailer, I liked the humor we saw in the trailer. Yeah, we've kind of strayed a little far from going through what happened in the trailer. Yeah, yeah the loonies. <laughs> but just before, still related to that. Um, it is it is really important that it is balanced well, especially with some of the comments that um, Black has been making about how much of a mix of genres this film is. Um, you know what? It was a great quote actually that he um, that he said about it. Let me just bring it up. I can't find it. There was there was one of the reports where he essentially said 
something along the lines of if you take all the genre shit and mix it all together he's talking western he's talking um espionage he's oh, talking yeah. action he's talking humor and mix it all together that is this film so you know it, some of the actors were talking about all the different elements from the different genres that he thought they thought that the, the predator was um was encompassing western was thrown in there i think that was more in terms of pacing than than anything yeah you know there's going to be a fine balancing act going off and i think that balance is going to be really important to how um how any one of the elements is going to be taken let alone the humor but hopefully that that will that will be managed uh well in the edit we'll see but yeah um moving on then before this does turn into a three-hour podcast um <laughs> So after we see the interrogation um, sequence and, and the flashback sequence in, in, in the trailer, we move on to some bits of the supporting ensemble in this film, the loonies, as they've been so colourfully called. Now, the trailer itself doesn't exactly give us a good impression of of the of the characters or, or of the actors' capabilities, but there's been a lot of talk in the set reports that have been coming out, and even even one of the in, uh, there was an interview that was just released um that was actually filmed last year it was at the Saturn Awards but it was like a brief video interview with Shane Black where he was asked what the most what the best part of working on the predator was and he said you know it was it was the ensemble cast and how much you know he loved them um and there was there was one particular quote which i have written down i don't need to go searching for this one um which I had written down was it, it was his mentality of, um, on the type of actors, uh, the type of characters and, and the actors' physical appearances that he was going for with this one. Um, because again, it comes back to the um, if you're a fan of the macho element from from the original, if you're a fan of the shiny, shiny muscles, which hasn't really been a thing uh, since the first film. I mean, no, Glo- Glover um, was more down to earth. Adrian Brody, while he was still. Um, still muscularly, he was more representative of what a, a, a genuine special force a soldier would look like. Um, yeah. But they were supposed to be really good. Um, you know, Glover was supposed to be a man of a man of um, integrity. You know, a police officer of integrity. And um, even Bill Paxton, I mean, he it, was it still. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, people knew his biggest role before that was probably Hudson. So people would have thought, oh, he's going to be a soldier. But he was just basically playing a dick in the film he wasn't playing a big massive arnold like character and, well that uh, scorpion guy was big hell <laughs> scorpion yeah okay the, st- the true star of predator 2 <laughs> so and and even the guys in the predators were supposed to be really good at what they do and he said his mentality black said his mentality about the characters this time was um because they're all it's, they, they're called the loonies for god's sakes they're all supposed to be mentally damaged in in some fashion or another whether it's ps um ptsd, PTSD. bdi i think was what augusto uh, described his character as having um brain deficit injury something like that um but well, they're not well, taking their medication and stuff i think mm-hmm. at one point one of the interviews said so that adds to the mental derangement <laughs> yeah, well wasn't it wasn't it like they had all seen kind of something messed up in in combat or something oh like yeah, that? yeah. It's, it's supposed to be the, the veterans who have um due to what they've seen or done right and the government's trying to like deal with them because of whatever situation that happened to to fall upon them or and that's what kind of brings them all together right i think they're just going off on their routine stuff and boyd um mckenna's just sort of 
they're trying to chew on him in as a crazy so that he's not um whatever he says isn't you know to be trusted kind of thing mm-hmm. trying to discredit him well, they've all seen a predator or something no they hadn't boyd had uh, mckenna had huh. i thought i'd read something where they thought that's the the thing that unites them i could be wrong yeah. well i think they do I, they do when they're all together i guess um uh, because in in the in the trailer you see them all sort of looking out the bus at something. Yeah, the captured one, right? Or... The predator. I, I don't know at that point, to be honest. Oh. But um, what was I trying to say? Oh yeah, so um, Black's mentality about the the type of characters he's gone for, you know, was something that I really loved. Uh, which was, I guess, it was a reaction against perfection, and the predator always going up against a perfect specimen all the time, and that being based solely on physical appearance and muscles. And I thought. Well, maybe there's a version in which misfits play more of a role, and maybe there's even a sense that the Predator himself is even an outcast. I like that. I like that he's gone with um, less perfect characters. Um, these guys are genuinely... You know, PTSD's not... You know, it's a serious thing, and it's it's debilitating. And for him to go with characters with a bit more to them, I think was really interesting. I think there's going to be... You, you you say, you know, these guys, you, you hear, you know, these guys are PTSD and they got issues and they're nicknamed the loonies. And I, I kind of cringe a little bit at that. But again, yeah. it, it comes back to how they're going to handle it. Because just just on the on the offhand comment of these guys being being um, not so functional, I guess, makes it more interesting for me. You know, there's going to be a bit of complexity to them. Yeah, yeah it's the opposite seemed... of the 2010 film, right? Well, I was I was going to say it seems like it takes it a step further than than Predators because Predators for the first time presented us with these these killers that have been brought to this planet because of their misdeeds or or whatever. And and this one it's these people are just damaged, you know, psychologically damaged from from what they've seen. So it kind of takes it a step further than we had in Predators in that there are these people that are just kind of well, I guess I guess different than Predators, these guys had a had a connection beforehand. Like they were already a bit of a group when Hallbrook's character comes in and kind of becomes their I don't know their their leader or whatever. So yeah, it's it's kind of in a similar vein of Predators. Like you have these guys who who are outcasts, misfit misfits, but maybe just taken a little further. I would say. How about you, Nick? How do you feel about this? Uh bunch of characters is it something you're looking forward to seeing yeah it seems cool like it's a like he's saying it's such a different angle to take with the characters like they're all damaged people so they all are gonna have like their own flaws to them and they'll all hopefully be pretty different too in terms of their character because normally a lot of these times they're you know fairly similar like military people so having all these guys with different problems is gonna give them all like uh uniqueness i guess there's been some interesting um some of the stuff that's come out of the set reports has been character breakdowns um some of the stuff like the actors have been telling uh, the journalists down there yeah and there's some been some interesting stuff in in there in and in terms of how um blacks dealt with the characterizations you know there's apparently been a good deal of improvisation on the set you know blacks um black said something along the lines of um let's cast the characters rather than you know write them so a lot of it seems to have come from the actors themselves. I mean, I even, I even read something in, in one of them where Black and uh, Keegan-Michael Key, who plays Coyle, I think his name is, mm-hmm. they developed this whole um, 
backstory between him and Thomas Jane's character, whose name I can't currently remember. Baxley. Baxley. About them um, actually being connected before even all of that because of a friendly fire incident that took place. And these guys seem to hate each other, but genuinely there's, you know, a, a brotherhood there kind of thing. And that was all, that was, how that comes across in the film, I don't know. But on, you know, just reading it, I thought it sounded really, um, you know, like there was meat there for some really interesting stuff for the actors to play with. And I'm, I'm really eager to see how a lot of that improvisation has come out. But I do recommend reading those, um, actually, if you haven't, because um, there's been some interesting stuff on how, the, how they're handling the characters. Uh, what about you, Xenomorphin? How how are you feeling about the characters? The flawed dimension to it, I, I definitely... This is what I meant by saying the articles and interviews actually are giving me more interest in this than the actual trailer did, because mm-hmm. stuff like that, um, especially from a writing perspective, flawed characters will automatically mean you have more layers to play with, more more things to play with yeah but even in terms of um interaction between them it really helps um that was one of the things i really used to like about buffy the vampire slayer you had a lot of the characters in it they had problems they were maybe not damaged but they were definitely flawed and there was those kind of characters always way more interesting than the other type you had um riley who was a you know a, a almost flawless soldier he he's typically regarded by the fandom as rather bland whereas a character like drusilla who is literally a a mentally unstable female vampire she's a fan favorite because of how those actors you know the, the whole ensemble brought that stuff into the actual tv show itself so I really like hearing about that. Um, how much it's a part of the film. Now that, that's going to be a different matter. If they, if hardly any of that actually plays into it, aside from some just lighthearted quips, it's going to feel like a point of, well, what's the, why even try to bring that into it? But yeah, I, I like those elements. Um, it did bring to mind that, um, Oh, the Bruce Willis film Red and Red 2 because they sort of played with around with those kind of elements, but they did it with comedy in mind. So again, we come back to will they he use it mainly for comedy or serious dramatic purposes? I don't know, but I I like the idea of what we're hearing in those interviews. But again, it's it's going to depend on how much that's executed on screen. That was something else that was sort of talked about in the in the set reports and the stuff with Shane Black and I think actually Thomas Jane, who sounds like an absolute fucking character himself um, <laughs> from some of the uh, some of the interviews. Um, mm. He said something along the lines of um, you know how films in the eighties seem to what's the right word for this? Not, uh, glamorize war, whereas the Predator doesn't you know it, it treats it treats the conflict it treats the the injuries and the concept of the violence with um not re- not reverence but respect respect yeah i, I thought that was a weird quote though because he, he starts yeah that's equating... when he goes off on on a strange well, he, one doesn't yeah, he? yeah he goes off on weird po- he starts saying oh but sometimes i like to dri- dip my toe in that right wing pool and i'm thinking what's it's not left wing or right wing. It's like 
would you think Top Gun as a right wing film? No, it's just entertaining. It's just some films when they deal with war, are they stereo, you know, are they superficial? And are they just like, yeah, war, let's shoot the enemy. I think that you'd find that's more like, as you say, in the 80s, that's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger film typically was back then. But it wasn't a left or right wing political thing. So I don't understand what you're talking about. Let's not go there. No, but I'm I'm saying at that point he lost me because he didn't make sense because it's not a political thing. Saying he seems like a real character in himself. He's the Jesse Ventura of this film. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a weird thing to say, though. Anyway, moving on to another angle that seems to piss people off was the, <laughs> was the trailer's only real bit of i guess plot you know giving away what a bit of the plot of the film was going to be and that was olivia munn's line about the predators hybridizing themselves um so it was a problem when the the predators script leaked it's been a problem now well it was it was changed from the original Predator script, because back in um, in that one, Rodriguez script, it was pretty clear that they were genetically altering themselves and they had black blood and they weren't like the Predators we knew. And then that was downplayed. They were a subspecies of Predators that were still more or less Predators. It does um, not appear in that film with any notable significance, no. But when the right. script leaked... When the early script, again, this is early scripts, leaking before the films come out, it, it didn't go down well, did it? And I think it would be fair to say this angle is not, does not seem to be going down massively well at the minute. Yeah, it seems, it seems like this is kind of what we were worried would happen with Predators is happening here. And, um, I, I hope it's just in a, a place where, kind of like I mentioned earlier, that it's, it's more limited and it's not, not all predators that are are doing this, which again Shane Black did specify on on Twitter in response to one of my comments, where he said that no, this is not a wider retcon of something that all predators have done. This is not why they've always hunted, which honestly eased my primary fear with this. Um, I mean, you could write it off kind of like some people did with predators. Oh, this is a bad blood clan that does does this. But um, I think that that was definitely good for him to say that. And, and the whole nomadic clans idea of, of the predator species does offer some, some variability and variety, which is good. Um, the thing I was worried about is, I hate to bring it back to this, but, but Alien Covenant, where it's this blanket, oh, the xenomorphs were a creation of David, and then you've pissed off a, a huge section of the fan base. So I was worried they were doing something similar here, like, oh, this is why the Predators have always hunted. This is why the Predators have always taken people's skulls. They were just trying to upgrade their DNA. And if, you, if you're if you trying to portray that as this is something the Predators have always done as just this big retcon, no, that's not going to go over well. It's not going to go over well with me or a lot of, of, of the fan base because I, I feel so often that sometimes these film companies feel they have to go – Oh, we need a big dramatic change. Like you thought it was this way and it was actually this. It's like, no. I mean, if you have a formula that works, <laughs> stick with the formula. You can do new and interesting things with the same formula and you can explore that without, without violating what came before. And you could even retcon without, without going too far. Like even Amanda Ripley in Alien Isolation, we were all worried about that retcon, but that proved to be a really positive one. So I feel like 
it, it, the retconning can be done right, but it's also a very fine line. You can go overboard with it. And uh, recently what I've heard about this being a very limited thing among the Predators has, has eased my fears a bit. I just hope that's actually quite explicit in the film. Well, not necessarily explicit. I Clear. <laughs> clear, yeah. I hope it's made clear in the film, but I can't see how they can... Well, we do know there's multiple Predator factions in the film that don't get along yeah. with each other. Well, it says the end of Earth or something, right? The end of the human race they're trying to stop or something like that? Or what, is, what does that mean? I think that was in that was in the CinemaCon trailer. That's not actually in the teaser trailer, is it? The one that got released online? I thought they were the same. No, there, there seems to have been some minor differences in them. But didn't I we hear know. some I... kind of leak where the there was some sort of plot element where it's like the Predators have to abandon their own world to take over Earth or something like that? Wasn't that part I of I think the... that was from the very early script that got leaked, yeah. There was, there was some oh. sort of... I think, I can't remember now, you're making me question. Um, I'll have to double check this. I, I'm sure it was in the leaked script. I can't remember if it was ever in um, the reports that we got back from the, the first test screening. Mm. Xenomorphin then. Yes. Hybridization. How do you stand on um, this angle? I will protest again. No. Um, <laughs> well, it, I think it's obviously, it's, you know, they because it's a sequel, they're thinking in terms of, well, we've got to do a bigger and better thing, like, you know, Aliens did with the Queen. Um, so I think here it's, you know, an advanced alien species. Can they mess around with DNA? Yeah. Okay, then some of them are going to do it. I, I don't really have a problem with some of them considering that as a viable way to go about whatever they like to do. I think like Ridgetop, there's, if, if there's a danger of it being like, uh, you know, they're trying to retcon that about why they do trophies and things, it doesn't really work because it doesn't play into the mythological stuff, which was one of the, I forget what it was, but one of the interviews does have um, either Shane Black or Decker saying about they wanted to return some of the mythology, which I like hearing about. Um, but as, as a, you know, a plot device, I, Personally, I don't have any problem with it. You know, there are only so many ways you can visually pre- present a predator. So if you can give them more vicious physical attributes and explain it away as, yeah, this one happened to have some DNA manipulation, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It only becomes a bad thing if, <laughs> like with the way the alien stuff is sort of heading if it feels like it's going into like resident evil territory at that point you start to think this isn't predator this is something else but um as long as it's done in isolation it's kept within reasonable you know it feels like this is a predator film it's just that's adding a little flavor to it i personally i don't i don't mind i i can totally see some members of a species which is basically devoted to slaughtering and ripping out spines as thinking, yeah, is this a way to give me sharper teeth or an extra set of arms as one of the comics had? I could totally see some of them <laughs> doing that. To me, I've unless it's looking over-the-top comic book style, yeah, I don't mind it as a concept, hybridization, but it's... Again, it's how far they're going to go with it. 
we're finally going to see our forearmed predator on yeah. screen from that comic. But see, I, I that, could that see comic that never working. We, <laughs> I could see that working that. just as a creature design. The Goro predator, hell yeah. <laughs> no, never happened. <laughs> never happened. Well, possibly the worst predator comic in existence. <laughs> uh, Nick, how, how are you feeling about hybridization? I guess it really all depends on the execution, and plus, Black coming out and saying that it's only a certain like section of Predators doing it alleviates, I think, any worry that I had about it. And plus, I mean, hopefully they don't really like focus on it too much, but at the same time, it seems like it's gonna be part of the the story because force of the narrative, doesn't it? At least in the conflict, anyway. Yeah, because you got the upgrade, which we haven't actually seen in the movie yet. You got the other hybrid creatures, like the spider things, all that, whatever. So, I mean, it's definitely playing into the story, but I don't really mind it too much. I mean, we got it in the 2010 movie to an extent with the mm. Super Predators, so it's like, whatever. It's not like a bone of contention for me, really. I remember not liking the idea when the Predators script was leaked. Uh, I don't believe it it really translated into the overall film of the finished film and I'm I'm 50/50 with it. I mean, I guess it is really just going to come down to to execution and and how it's handled. Yeah. Um that that that's all I can say about that matter. I mean, the the scapegoat for all the different predator stuff is that yes, they they're different clans, they're different tribes, they're different cultures, they behave in different ways. If he's trying to say that every single goddamn predator ever has been doing this, has been doing the hunting for that point, then, yeah, I guess maybe that will annoy me. We'll see when I see the film. But if it's just specific, specific cultures doing it, then, then yeah, I, I don't, I don't see it being a big deal. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's different. We, we're all different. Why the fuck are the predators not gonna all have different beliefs and, um, um, different scales in which they adhere to whatever rules they have? I mean, at the end of the day, the predators don't fight fair anyway. So if they want to steal no. um, a bit of DNA and and take it one step far, I mean, they, we 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 try and do that now. You know, athletes take drugs, and if I could replace some part of my body with a you know an augmented or artificial superior version, then yeah, fuck it, I'll go for it. Well, I mean, ask yourself. I mean, say the predator at the end of Predator Two, like. If that guy had, or girl, whatever it is, had gone on to survive that encounter, I could totally see it either maybe growing a new arm or maybe even replacing it with a robotic arm. I could totally see it because it would give it an advantage. If, if it's on the other hand, like you see, it's like, you know, in the sequel, Predator 7, it's terminator predators and they've and they've just gone way overboard then it's gonna look stupid but if so long as it's it's done it's restrained it's it's like them you know they've got a shoulder cannon that they just guide by their helmets that's something we've got now i mean we we could technically do that with our technology If, if they're you know they could just as easily say it with like hybridization as if it showed predators wearing like their version of an iron man suit and now i mean that sounds silly but we know the um the version that has never been in the public domain of the um avp script the first one that apparently had predators in zero g suits 
for fighting in space. Would that have looked silly? Not if they did it right. Mm. Well, that's what it all comes down to at the end of the day, yeah. isn't it? You know, it's, it's if, the if it's done right. Yeah. Everything we've discussed here, from comedy to hybridization, it's all about if it's done right. And the problem, I think, is that because they're they're trying to throw a lot of these elements in the same film, that each new element that's added has that danger of it it's it's a gamble as to whether it's going to come off right and it's as you said that that interview where they're trying to blend all the genres together if if one element doesn't come off right it, it's gonna really make you go oh i wish they hadn't done that but that's go that i mean that's not a credit film that goes for any film really yeah of course yeah. of course so last point then before we start to wrap up is the predator design um I- well, we still gotta we still gotta finish what actually happened in the trailer. <laughs> well, okay, I, I went for predator design because it ends with a lot of the uh, right. more, more predatory shots. So you know we get to see it um, slaughtering some dudes, some generic soldiers, and with uh, a shuriken. With a shuriken. AVP's cannon. Hashtag AVP's cannon. What? Not not even just the shuriken though, because it shoots a wrist blade. And that's also from the AVP. Film. I, I would so say that's more wonder. Predators, though, because it was only a single blade. Yeah. Well, you know what's, what's interesting AVP as did well? did first, though. Did, yeah, I guess. It, the blade reversed in AVP. I don't know if he shot it. Did no, he? Oh, did, no, did, in AVP. Scar does it at the end. Scar yeah. does it when he's Oh, that's the right. Queen. That's right, into the Queen, yeah. yeah. Um, but also, Keegan-Michael Key, in one of the interviews, said there was going to be yeah. call-outs to all the Predator films and the AVP films. I don't he know. said it was in continuity with all the Predator films. Yeah. Uh, so so confirmed, which, which is Gunnison ha- Colorado happened. <laughs> I mean, me personally, I I like to think it was probably just along the lines of ADI going. I, it I probably had it in the script. <laughs> yeah, it probably I, just had it in the script, and it, it was like, you know, the Predator throws this weapon, and the ADI folks, they just went, well, you know, we've still got this. How about we used it? And it was just like, you know, they just had it, and they thought it would ease the budget. Okay, so yeah. we know, even from the trailer, there's going to be a sequence inside the Predator ship. We could see alien skulls again. That would be cool, right? I mean, like that would actually be cool. I'm sure we're going to see a whole trophy room of. Oh, we're going to see a David movie. skull. <laughs> <laughs> when David traveled back through time and was the engineer and and yeah. Predator hunted him down. <laughs> Flew around the sun too fast in the dreadnought and <laughs> met Captain Kirk. Don't yeah. give Ridley any and ideas. And space whales. Don't forget he picked up the whale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fed them to Neomorphs. So you know we get some we get some quick action sequences with the Predator, and it ends on pretty much the Predator lifting Boyd Holbrook up. A lab as well. It, this um, it looks like a secret mm. government lab that's kind of built into this dam uh, with this big waterfall in the forest, which I thought looked really cool. Like I remember that back in the initial set uh, leak set photos, we saw this helicopter landing uh, on this pad out there. And we get a brief glimpse and a reflection of Jake Busey, yes, Jake, Jake Busey, yeah. yeah, playing his father's character from Predator Two of, of uh, Peter Keys' son. I think that's awesome. Is it gonna be actually Agent Keys' son, yes. or is it just yes. just confirmed. a cameo of the? Oh, okay, Jake, like Jake said it was. So I'm wondering if they'll bring the whole OWLF I hope um, so. task force into play. Bring a bit more continuity and, and, and overall. Sterling K. Brown involved with that too, right? Mm. 
Um, yes, yeah, it seems to be. It seems to be. Um, but in in the script, I think it was called like Project Stargazer or something yeah, like that. There, there were different government forces mm. at play in the but, script. But Keyes' character wasn't involved in, in the leaked scripts at all. So hopefully that, that's been changed to just add a bit more connective tissue between Predator 2 and this one. Mm. Especially if it's going out its way to, to reference all of them, you know. Yeah, they had the old biomask, right? Like Jungle Hunter there. Yeah, yeah. It, seemed, it seemed to be something yeah. along that, that design line, yeah. Yeah, there was a display case in there where they were keeping the original Predator Biomask and a, a plasma caster in the new Predator Biomask, which is the same one that uh, one of the Predators is wearing later in the trailer. And given the Entertainment Weekly shot of the Predator uh, escaping, pretty much, it, it makes me wonder if he's probably just going to grab that mask on his way out. We also have uh, Olivia Munn there, and she's the the scientist character, which which is cool. I mean, I remember Olivia Munn way back in the the G four days, if you ever watched that, Aaron. When she yeah, was actually a went to a taping of that when she was a host with Chris Hardwick on Attack of the Show. You, yeah, you I went, went, I went that's there. Awesome. Yeah, but it, it's cool to see people like her and and like Felicia Day who are just really involved in geek culture, uh, just moving on to be like, hey, we we like this stuff. Let's just act in it, and so. Um, I thought she did a great job in X-Men Apocalypse. I think she was Psylocke in that she one. She was, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've sort of put that film out of <laughs> my memory, to be honest. Really? You didn't like Apocalypse? I thought no, it was I, I love Days of... I'm, I'm not really an X-Men guy, but I loved um, First Class. I loved Days of Future Past. But Apocalypse, I just couldn't get on with it. Yeah, Days of Future Past was my favorite of, of the new cast. It helps to just have a massive man crush on Michael Fassbender. but the trailer kind of ends abruptly right after that we Mm. see some action sequences we get a glimpse of the apc and we can see some other predators on it which is uh it's just like a a split second which kind of goes to the leaked uh screen uh screen caps we saw with the predator costumes and predators that were cooperating with with the humans and so we know that's definitely going to be in there the reshoots didn't take that out and then the trailer ends with uh, Olivia Munn's character protecting um, Jacob Tremblay's character from a predator, and Getting laser target. Yep, and then we see um, Freud Halbuck's character get choked against a wall, and then the, the trailer just kind of ends there. I think it ended a little abruptly, to be honest. I think the trailer could have mm. used like a little bit longer. It doesn't build to anything, which I think is the issue. Yeah, there's, there's no there's no big grand money shot. At- yeah, where's the shot of upgrade standing there or something? I'm really glad that they're saving that. That they're saving that. As as far as being a teaser trailer goes, I think it was great that it didn't give us all yeah. the plot. It didn't give us all the plot. Well, the twists. dogs. Yeah, it didn't give us that. It just stuck to the elements that we've seen before. You know, granted the predator designs different, but it is it is the general shape, it is the general um, design aesthetics of it. So I loved that it was actually quite reserved in, in actually serving as a teaser trailer. It's just a shame it didn't build to some grand money shot of, of say, that, that Predator. <laughs> yeah. The money shot was the interior of the Predator ship, which I didn't even realise was a Predator ship until I read it in an interview or an article. It's just a random hallway with some red LEDs sprinkled through it. So, Predator design them. The armor's interesting. It's different. And the same with the mask as well. It seems a little modernized, I would say. 
The only thing I was wondering is is the um, when you see them next to each other in the glass case, it looks a little bit bigger than the the classic helmet. And so I'm wondering if that that might just be the angle of the shot, or maybe the predators are bigger because they've been enhancing themselves or whatever. But it, I think only like one of the predators has been doing that. Um, so I don't know if that's the case or not. But it's it's an interesting looking mask. The only thing I'm wondering is, and, and Aaron kind of rolled his eyes at me when I made this point, um, but uh, this is really the only Predator biomask design we see that's new in the entire trailer. And so I'm wondering if this is, and, and we saw in the leaked set photos as well, uh, the two Predators that were working with the humans wore this exact same biomask. And so I'm like, is this the only one we're going to see in the movie? Because that was always something that I liked in both AVP and predators, like each predator had this very distinctive mask that was kind of part of its character. And so if they're all wearing this identical mask in the movie, it, I, not only will it be confusing, but I think it, it just could be a missed opportunity. Let me then give the answer that I give to Ridgetop. And I, and, and building on your point earlier from, if he just grabs it from there, you know, I can see the just uh, grabs it from the lab. I can see the justification for it. Cause I can't remember how it goes down in the script, but you know, you're not going to roll your eyes at um, standardized military um, hardware, are you? If this is supposed to be such a uh, ideological difference that these these different factions of predators are at war with each other, you know, it's it's a bigger bigger scale, bigger conflict. Fuck it, you just go and grab whatever standard issue gear they've got in Predator Armory before you pop down to uh, Earth to hunt the upgrade. Yeah, it would be cool to be able to see different um, different masks because at the end of the day, it's such a it's such a thing that we as fans love going. You know, I love I love wolf's mask design. I love um, bone grill or um, goat um, from Predator Two, whatever. It it would be cool for all of them to have different things, but as a mask, I I just really like it. You know, I love the the gold and silver or bronze and silver sort of patterning that they've done on all of the armor on the masks themselves and there's there's a weird shot in the trailer with the angle makes it look really sort of um sort of sharp but we've seen in some of the other pictures you know this is actually quite nice and smooth so i really i really like the new um what we what we've seen so far of this new um of this new predator design uh, nick what are your thoughts on um on the on the predator design uh, I like it too, but I'm kind of with Ridgetop in that, like, I wish that there were other masks. Like, I would have been fine if the captured one had, like, a specific one, then I guess the two that, like, help the humans. I guess if they had the same one, it'd be fine, because it makes sense. Because they probably have been on Earth for some time, but... Yeah, it kind of does suck that there's, like, not too much variation in that, but... Apart from the mask and stuff, the design is cool. It, it's much more, like, uh, lean, too, in the armor. So, um, you know, there's actually uh, there was a set report that was released today. Yeah, I think it was today on um, Den of Geek, where they talked a teeny weeny little bit about some of the mentality of the new armor. I'll just read that out for everybody. When Trish Monaghan shows us the new armor she's designed for the Predator, uh, for instance, it has a medieval quality to do its design, as if it belongs to a ritualized order of knights. One element she is particularly proud of is his new armor. Um, of his new armor, is the back flap evoking feudal Japan. It's a bit samurai, so it was able to cover, so it wasn't too exposed. She says of how it covers some of the musculature 
in the legs, while still showcasing the familiar shape of what Schwarzenegger memorably deemed to be one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> so just, just a bit of insight into some of the design. Um, well, that Empire thing. shot, he had that big cog piece too, remember? Yeah, it's, it's got a big fucking thing to protect down there. He needs that cog piece. <laughs> yeah, I was on that Rodriguez script, right? Uh, yeah, where one of the predator pisses on somebody. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, oh man, I remember that now. That was Robin. that was a weird part of the script. And then doesn't was... one of the human characters end up eating his dick or something? <laughs> now he eats a predator. I don't know if he eats his genitals, right? But... I guess I, I guess a reread that. of that is in order. <laughs> yeah, it's a podcast. Yeah. Uh, we've already done that one. Uh, what what did you think yeah. of the new predator then, uh, Xenomorphin? Yay, nay. There's not enough of it to for me to really form an opinion about. I mean, it's it's got a little bit of a stormtrooper esque aesthetic to the mask, I guess, but um, I can't really make out most of it to give an opinion on the the suit in general. Um, one thing I did notice about it though, it does look like a return to the more the slimmer, more graceful, athletic predator of the original and the predator 2 so i like that aspect about it a lot of people have been commenting on the one in empire where it's the predator just hurling someone up in the air a lot of people have been noticing it looks like that one sort of it seems to have armor or it's skeleton or something it looks like it's had surgery done on its torso so it's got like internal armor maybe on that one well, that was supposed to be a rumour about the um, the upgrade. Yeah, I, I don't know what's happened, but it does look like it's been augmented somehow. If you like, it's it's it, it, it does the, have very the breastable pecs, do look, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, well, they don't look natural. They do look like they've got machine-like angles to them, and there's a lot of vein work on there. So uh, that's interesting, I guess. Um, the head of where it doesn't have the mask in this Empire picture. I will say a lot of people have been commenting that it does look like Scar from AVP with a different paint job. I don't know if that's true, but it definitely looks like ADIR retaining the same mandible structure as those. I mean, Ridgetop might know more on that than me, how similar they are. Um, I mean, it looks, I don't know, it looks, it looks a little different to me. You're just going off that uh that empire still, empire, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let me take a a look right here, real quick. I mean, it does have ridgy like Predator Two style ridges around the side of the head, which I like. Yeah. No, it's um, they 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 didn't reuse the scar head. I I I highly doubt. Um, it it looks a little more distinct than that. And and the material looks completely different as well. If anything, they're probably more than likely to have um, evolved from the wolf head. But yeah, this will be the first time in, in film we've seen a, a captured predator in a lab. So it'll be kind of interesting Bringing to see in a bit that. Bringing the EU as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if anybody's going to try and eat any body parts. Any heart. <laughs> predator <laughs> might. <laughs> um, okay then, so I think that's about exhausted the topic. I would I would guess we'll probably see a theatrical trailer maybe in July with Comic Con. Yeah, I'd, I, I ex- expect about July as well. Just a couple of months before the um, uh, before release date. 
We and need more, like, go. stills and stuff, though, like, magazine, like, good shots of these. Yeah, releases. that's going to come. I mean, we, we've had the set releases from online, so we're going to be doing the set release, uh, the set um, reports in in magazines at some point soon as well. Well, there is a fine balancing act, because it, it, every new still or piece of footage is going to give away a lap little bit more of the story and there is going to be that danger of a lot of fans complaining about oh you're getting away all the story there's nothing for us to watch now so <laughs> well, hopefully they're okay with the marketing but I, I mean i don't expect i don't expect to see like any virals or anything with this or anything. No. well i was expect to be quite honest i was expecting shots of like the energy cannon firing or a predator going invisible or something because i was assuming but in this, there were going to be a number of like special effects shots that they would, that all this time, that's what the wait was for. They were finalizing the visual effects. But as Top said, there wasn't really a money shot. There wasn't, I mean, the closest you get to that is a, a vehicle blowing up and they would have had that filmed on the day. So, oh no, 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 it's the spaceships. I bet that's probably what it was. They were doing the visual effects on the spaceships, but. Yeah, there's no invisibility or anything. And you know what was a shame? There was there was the lack of iconic Predator sound. So, you know, there was no Alan Silvestri. Or, um, I mean, we had the clicking at one point, but it would have been great yeah. to have ended with like a, a raw money shot and having that Predator theme sort of building mm. up. The drums, I don't like know, that, in the Wildlands thing. That stuff is, is great and always appreciated, but at the same time, I, I think... You can overdo the nostalgia bit a little bit. It's good oh, for these course. movies to have their own identity. Just a little identity. bit nice. Yeah, that's true. And, and I do hope that when we find out who's doing the score, that Oh, we it's... know. We know. Oh, we, we do? do? Yes, it is. It's funny because his name always reminds me of Hugh Henry Jackman. Jackman. Yes. I always oh, see yes. Hugh Jackman when I read it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. He's, he was known for... Let's have a read... Um, Kong, Skull Island, Captain America, Civil War, and The Winter Soldier, the Kingsman films. Oh, that's films, right. That's and right. Most I recently, remember. Jumanji. So, like with like with Predators, that movie had a great score, but it was very, very much a, a retread of Sylvester's score from yeah. the original. So, I'm hoping this one has a little bit more of its own identity, but it still has those callbacks that kind of, you know, the nostalgia's there. It's just not overdone. It very much needs to include the theme, though. I mean, unlike Alien, I would say Predator definitely has a definitive series theme. Yeah, well, Covenant it's had been that original theme back, right? It did, but that's that's more of an Alien thing than an Alien series thing. Mm. Uh, but that that that's more why I never really minded it in Predators because I think that that kind of music's been there all along, so it didn't feel out of place. It didn't feel like a um, a nod and a wink at the audience. Well, it's with the Predator films that is very much part of the Predator thing because drums evoke the primal nature of the hunt. So I think with the Predator films that is it's almost necessary to have that because the the music is playing a character in itself with those. I mean, we we remarked. We, I, I mentioned Wildlands a few moments ago, but we did remark in that. Um, Wildlands game that it, when you hear those tribal drums, and it is, I'm pretty sure it is an actual direct sampling from the film. It just psychologically instantly puts you in that frame of mind. Has anybody else got anything they'd like to, uh, like to bring up about the trailer or some of the stuff that's been coming up? I just think it's good that, you know, it finally got here. Like finally we have an idea of what this movie is, is going to be. Mm. 
So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm feeling better about it. And, uh, uh, hopefully the marketing will, will just continue to ramp up. I'd like to see a poster for too long. That'd be nice. Yeah. Well, didn't they um, bring out that poster, the lightning? It was a motion poster. It wasn't the, um, I'm sure yeah. they're going to convert it into just well, a I think they will. You think they'll use that? Well, it's it's on the cover for the prequel novel, I think. I think that was just temporary, wasn't it? It was a place placeholder. Possibly, but it seems to be the final one at the minute. Yeah, doesn't that prequel come out like a couple months before the movie, too? I think it's currently slated for July. It might get pushed back, um, so it's not so far ahead. I guess it depends how spoilery it's going to be. No, they need to get hype up for this movie. Go read a book so you can watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that'll be if it what a prequel to the actual Film, the direct yeah. pre yeah, but yeah. that's probably gonna be what we saw in the trailer with um right at the start with um I don't think there's a book in, his that, name? in Boyd's No, I think that's that's in the film as a um well, in the yeah, script, but that's his a... backstory, isn't it? That his his team has been stopped because you hear that narration at the start of the trailer about you know you encountered this thing and it killed all your men. I I suspect the pre- if there's a prequel novel, it might be to deal with what happened on that adventure. I suppose maybe it depends how much there's in it, I guess. But you, you do get it in the film, so. Yeah, but they, if they want to expand on it, that that's that seems like the most obvious way. The more interesting angle would be on um, this government agency's um, sort of experience with the Predator. Or the upgrade or something, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, we we digress on that point. I'm sure there'll be a, <laughs> a podcast and, an in, um, and some interviews on that later on down the line. Nick, how are you feeling after the trailer? How are you feeling after these set reports? Are you... You looking forward to the film? Did it do anything to, you know, hype you? Uh, to an extent, but I kind of feel the same way. I mean, it's it's cool seeing like some of the action stuff and like the predators, but beyond that, I mean, like, nothing really stood out from the trailer too much. It was kind of uh, it wasn't the best. I think their best foot forward with this movie. So, Xenomorphin, how are you standing now? I I feel the same. Um, there wasn't anything like I. As I say, I got the sense that money was spent on it, but as a marketing tool, it didn't make me go, oh, I want or I need to see this film. Um, in terms of enthusiasm to watch it, I'm still at the same level. I'm, I'm sure I will see it because we're going to have to do a, you know, a <laughs> podcast review of it. But as a trailer, I think, I thought it was serviceable, but it just felt like a generic, action film with some sci-fi thrown into it it's this is not the thing yet that makes me go oh i want to see the predator so i'm still waiting for that i i did not think the trailer was the best i will be honest after watching that i couldn't say i was massively excited to see the film you know it was satisfying to be able to finally seen something to finally have got it but that didn't do a great deal for me. Now, what has done a great deal for me has been all the set reports. It's been all the interviews. It's been everything Shane Black's yeah. been saying. It's been all the actors have been saying. I read, I think the first uh, one, one of the first uh, interviews that came out with Black. I mean, end of the day, they're all actually from the same session. But um, one of the first ones that came out was was really nicely put together. The the recent um, Den of Geek one has been uh, really well put together. And I'm now at the point just from those alone. Of just being, yeah, Shane, take me on this ride. Sh- you know, put your money where your mouth is. 
and show me the final product that meets all this stuff that you are saying in these interviews that is right, it's bang on, you are thinking like I think, you are wanting to expand the Predator like I would, well, like I want, I would, I want to see it expanded, I want to see it more than just a, a repeat of a hunt and a hunt and a hunt. So, show me that you can do this, and I'm now pretty excited to see if he can, and I hope to God he can. I want, a, I want a really good Predator film. You know, like I said earlier that I enjoy them all, and I do, but I'm not oblivious to um, the fact that Predators was very cheaply and very quickly put together. I know it's flawed. I know there's far more potential in that film than we actually got. And I know Predator 2 is cheesy as hell. It's 90s <laughs> cheese. Very. But no, I want I want a great film, and it's telling me all the, it's telling me all the right stuff. I just want to see him put it together. Okay. Um, so that has been our thoughts on on the Predator trailer. That's been our thoughts on the you know the leak stuff and the set reports and everything. Um, be sure to let us know how you guys are feeling if you haven't already. I'm sure most of you already have. Um, if you don't already, be sure to check us out on the socials. Uh, we're on Twitter at AVP Galaxy. We're on Facebook at uh, Alien vs Predator Galaxy or AVP Galaxy. And uh, YouTube. And yes, we are now on YouTube. Um, I wouldn't say we're cranking out the content like the big boys, um, <laughs> but we're getting there. We're getting there. I can now make news videos faster. So we're, our channel is just uh, Alien vs Predator Galaxy, and you can find the link on the homepage. Actually, we do also have a T Public page with some um, cool Alien and Predator designs on it, our own logo on there as well. So be sure to check that out. Again, I think that's linked to on the front page. If not, just search AVP Alien vs Predator Galaxy on uh, T Public for the store. You can follow me personally on Twitter at underscore Corporal Hicks. And if you guys just want to uh, shout out your social uh, handles where these people can come and spy on you. Uh, if you'd like to follow me personally on Twitter, it's just at RidgeTop21. I also mentioned my... Uh, photography a bit earlier so if you'd like to check that out um, I'm also on Instagram same handle at Ridgetop21 uh, for my personal account my CGI art output is at Sentinalysis at DeviantArt uh, I know the last stuff was put up there on like 2016 but I will be putting up some new things some of them to do with my upcoming alien related projects soon and Nick where can people find you online you guys can follow me on Twitter at who's underscore Nick, and you can find us at Hybrid Network on pretty much every social platform. And that is more than just Alien and Predator. That's uh, nerd yes. culture in general, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Okay, brilliant. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And uh, we've kept it under three hours this time, so I'm pretty proud of us. <laughs> uh, this has been Corporal Hicks. And Ridgetop. Xenomorphine. And me. Get into that chopper.